go give everyone you know in his ethnic kiss. The Black Sitcom Podcast Show. Sit down, relax, and go with the flow. It's ethnic kiss. The Black Sitcom Podcast Show. Black shows the man is canceled. They didn't give him a chance, no. Brick and Deshaun are holding it down. They'll take their shows out of the lost and found. Run, go get everyone you know. It's Ethnic Kiss. The Black Sitcom Podcast Show. Sit down, relax, and go with the flow. It's Ethnic Kiss. The Black Sitcom Podcast Show. Ethnic Kiss. What's up, kinfolk? It is 2021. And welcome to the first episode of the second season. Season as we're two. Calling it, season two. We got renewed. We got back. renewed, y'all. We're back. We're not, like the shows, we're not like the shows we cover. We actually got renewed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is the first episode of the 20, 2021 of the ethnic kiss the black sitcom podcast show let me say that again cleaner because i don't know why i almost forgot the name of our show for a second it's been a bit you know after oh. going, on, going on our winter break and then coming back to set and everything and you know we yeah. have to everything so yeah it's, it's crazy so if y'all are listening to this we haven't recorded an episode since early december i want to yeah. say yeah and you know holidays came through you know, um, and then it just kind of was like, all right, New Year adjustments. Uh, I moved um, from my place in Los Angeles to a new place. I'm living alone now, which I'm nice. excited. Oh, yeah. yeah, I've been I've been hoping you get there. Yeah, man, I got my own spot in Burbank, man, a little studio apartment, which in L.A. is way too expensive for it. <laughs> but at the yeah. same time, I'm here. I'm doing my thing, and uh, you know. DB's got some big stuff coming ahead. I don't want to give out his personal business, but I mean, we can say it. All right, my man's getting married in yeah. April. Yeah, Literally April. two months to the day of our recording of this. It is coming. Like it's oh. it's been it's been a wild wild time, but it's finally here, and I'm ready. I'm so ready. dude, man. I I'm so happy for you, man. Well, thank I'm you. So I appreciate that. Happy for you, man. And you know, I. I'm doing. I, I haven't talked to you about it. But I'm doing everything I can to make it to the wedding. I, I know. Um, I know it can be tough. I, I, you know, I fully expect that. So, but I still wanted to get you the invite because you know, yeah. you know, I want you there. Well, you know, it's, it's funny because like I definitely want to be there because I mean, you were there for my first, yeah. so I want to be there for your first. Yeah, um, oh, my only. <laughs> I, I ain't going to. Let me tell you, you're you're you're, you're a bold man because I am never doing this again. So. <laughs> I honestly, I said that too. I was like, I'm never getting married again. Like I'm never doing the whole ceremony thing. Yeah. It's a lot of work, a lot of stress. Blah 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 blah. But honestly, I, I'm open to it again. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I wasn't against marriage. I was just. I was just against the festivities. Uh, yeah, I guess that's what I should say. Yes. Um, the the pomp and circumstance, the planning, and the 
everything that goes into it. But it you know, stressful. It has been a a nightmare and a half. Um, of course. And, I, and then we're just doing it in our backyard. So that's dang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm definitely going to try to be there. If I can't okay. be there, you know, it's for a very good reason. You know, I fully understand, but I would feel wrong for not even letting you. Of course. Let you know, I I would hate. I would hate I mean, to. To not not even attempt to. I mean, consider that I'm the best man. You know, I you you, you wait. You haven't. Oh, I forgot. My fault. You haven't asked me yet. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Go, go ahead and ask me. Um. So so the episode. No. <laughs> Who is the best man anyway? Who is it? Uh, uh, Who is I really don't have one because we're doing the. Um, we're we're gonna get. It, me and her are going to get married before everyone gets there. Just us. We're going to do Oh. Yeah. And then just everybody else is just going to come for to celebrate and everything. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I feel less bad that I can't, if I can't make it because okay. I'm not the best man. Yeah. If I was the okay. best man. Like, well, I got to be there. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, I like what y'all are doing. Y'all are keeping it as COVID safe as possible. Too, yes. So. That's the big thing with COVID. And plus, we don't want to talk about our feelings in front of everybody. So. Oh, no, nah, <laughs> dude. So when I got married, uh, you know, my ex-wife wanted uh, wanted us to do vows, like write our own vows. And I was like, I am not emotionally um, secure enough yeah. to do that in front of a bunch of people, including strangers. I mean, so, let's, be, let's be real. Like me and you both are performers. We perform in front of crowds filled with people. Right. Talk about our True feelings. feelings. Yeah. Nah. Nah. Now, nah, <laughs> I, I, I may be able to. I may be able to. I'm a little bit older now. I'm a little bit mm -hmm. more confident now. I'm not as. In, I'm not. I'm more secure with male emotion, so I might be able to do it now. But, I've always been secure, but I just, I, I just like, I barely got through the proposal without like dribbling and like just not getting my words together. I'm well, not isn't afraid. It, isn't yeah. that the weird thing? Because you know she's gonna say yes, but you're still yeah. like crazy nervous. Exactly. Like I was shaking like a damn leaf. Yes. Like I was shaking so hard while I was proposing. I'm like, we don't know how to talk about this. Like this is a formality. She's gonna say yes. Exactly. Why am I losing my mind right now? Exactly. Yeah, man. It was. But no, like, um, no, man, I'm, I'm stupid happy for you, man, and I'm happy you got. I haven't, I haven't had the opportunity to really get to know her or anything like that, you know. And I've got to know most of your other liaisons, and you know, in this case, I didn't get a chance to. But she seems, if you're going this far, she's she's all right. You me. know, it's the real deal. Like, you yeah, know, it's the real deal. I've I've honestly not wanted this with any other person that I've dated. So I feel you, and bro. That, that told me that that was the difference. So, and you're taking her last name, right? Of course, come on. Oh yeah, of course. Modern yeah, that's, man. That's that's technically, uh, you know, my mother's maiden name, so it'd be the same. Oh yeah, well, you know, <laughs> DB's a modern man, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, yes, I'm modern. <laughs> well, it's good to know that. So here's the thing, too. If you are listening to this, um, you know, it'll be before the wedding. Yeah. So shoot us um, a congratulations via, you know, our Instagram page or our Twitter page yes. or our Facebook and. Everybody that sends uh, congratulations will get an invite to the wedding. So uh, wait, wait, what? <laughs> hundreds of people, if, if uh, need yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, 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 we're no, we're not doing that. <laughs> we're not doing that. Okay. No, no. Anyway, <laughs> but, but no, but man, I'll, I'll say I'll say thank you. Yeah, say so thank you at least. If we, if we have ethnic kids T-shirts eventually, <laughs> I will send those to you. <laughs> but no, man, it's so awesome to be here back with you again, oh, man. Yeah. It's been it felt weird because it's been so long to the point yeah. where it's like, man, I. 
we do have a podcast, right? We like we're still podcast. doing that. We have a show that I've been thinking about and been ready to do. <laughs> but then man, life, we, you know, we, man, we, we, we actually what? This is the second go round because we tried to do yes. this what last week, and yes. then you know we had another show that to record after this one that was planned, but that mm. one got thwarted, and I threw in a new one, and then it's like ah, well, maybe we'll just wait because I'd, I'd much rather like wait on that one, but yeah. But anyway, yeah, we're here. We're excited. Um, we're happy to be back. We, you know, I've, it's funny. I've gotten, you know, as we talked about in earlier podcasts, it takes a while to build an audience. Yes. But I've got people that have listened and I, all the feedback has been good and I appreciate that. So thank you so much for listening and please share it. Let people know. And of course, I think for these next few seasons, we need to try to get some of these stars. Yes. To yes. Be a part of this. Like, We're going to get there. We're going to get there. Yeah. I think we should start, start uh, your amazing social media sp- skills, DB. You need to start. <laughs> That's gonna be your job, man. I'm. I'm I'll, just... I'll start searching. Hey, hey, but you stumbled across. I stumbled though. So, yes. so, so fun fact, and I talked about this on another a podcast that I was on called The Wonders. Um, Which listen about... to it. Uh, I was, I was so mad that I didn't get the invite first <laughs> because I love that song. It is one of my favorite songs of all time because of how ridiculous it is. Well, see, and... my, my my homie Ian Zandy, who's a, a yes. really really funny. Um, comedian and sketch actor that I work with out here in LA. He um, has a podcast called The Wonders. It's available on Spotify and all the rest of the platforms. And it's a show where we talk about one hit wonders. And um, on the show this time, I came in and talked about Return of the Mac. It's one of the greatest featuring, songs. Featuring uh, <laughs> with, with this stellar star himself, uh, Mark, who I thought was named Mac, Mac. <laughs> But his name is Mark Morrison, uh, the, oh, the star oh. himself. Return of the Mac is already a crazy song, but he's also a crazy person. It was fun, so go and listen to that podcast. Listen to it. I was in tears. Oh, especially your premise. <laughs> I was like, uh, this is everything. It was, it was great, episode. so check it out. But on that podcast with Ian, I actually talked about it. Um, So I don't know if anybody, you know, it's still a relatively new thing, but there's a new app called Clubhouse. It's a a social voice app where, you yeah. know, everybody chats, you know, using their bo- their voice, of course. And you go into these rooms that I guess consider what, what old school would have been like chat rooms and yes. you go and you have yes. conversations. So I ended up in this room, this, uh, this chat with, uh, uh, with other actors. It's called, uh, it was like called booking actors room or something like that. So I hopped in there. I was in with a few people. Uh, it was interesting because the person who started the room was Jake from state farm. Oh, wow. <laughs> so he started the room and we just started talking about television and, and, and acting and, you know, being a black actor. And then I brought up, you know, how long Kevin Hart's been in the game. And then I mentioned uh, the big house, which, of course, we covered here at Ethnic Kiss yes. a couple episodes ago. And after I was done talking, one guy says, you know, uh, uh, Brick just mentioned uh, the big house with Kevin Hart. I was on that show. I was the kid. And I immediately was like, yo, I said it like out loud, like off of the mute to him, like, oh, yeah. snap. He was like, yeah, man, that was me. I was the kid. And I'm like, yo, like, it's crazy, right? Yeah. And I was so close to being like, hey, man, you know, we, we covered the big house, you know, on my podcast and I was going to plug it and tell him about it. But then I was trying to remember the episode and like, did we talk shit about 
We the did. little kid. We I didn't. Did. I couldn't. But dude, yes. you know me, man. I in, just the, talk. in that moment, yeah, yeah. I, I just talk, so I don't sometimes know what I've said. I don't. Yeah. I need a like. I literally need a sonographer that. I, I'm. I, I'm the, we're the same way. Yeah, because I'm about to hire somebody to like yeah. document the things I say because I did not remember if I said if I dissed him or not. You know, because yeah. I remember he's the only unknown, pretty much in the cast, and so I didn't mention it to him. And I was like, dang, I should have. I should have I should have said something regardless, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But no, it was kind of weird how it was like a couple, I think a, a week after we dropped that episode, randomly on this new app, and I haven't seen them since. Oh, wow. It's crazy, because I mean, people come in and out, you might not yeah. end up in the same social groups that they're in, you know, I haven't seen Jake from State Farm in a while either, um, which took me forever to realize who that was. I was like, why does this dude look familiar? <laughs> And then I go to his IMDb, and I'm just like, man, I don't see anything that I've seen. I, I, I must have seen him in one of these TV shows or movies. Yeah. And then the more we talked, I was like, oh, snap. That's Jake from State Farm. It was just crazy. But that's like kind of the magic of the Clubhouse app. You end up in, like, I, I was in a room with uh, Paris Hilton one time, Lindsay wow. Lohan. Wow. Like, random people, like, producers, directors. I mean, I, I had a really funny back and forth with Roy Wood Jr. from, you know, um, from Daily Show, it, it's wow. it's an interesting app. So, I, I, and it's funny. I keep I get like three invites a week, and I don't know what to do with them. Yeah, I keep inviting people, and they don't join. So, like, I'm just like, I'm gonna want to waste them. So, I've only so far used it once, and I popped in on a voice actor room. Um, and that, that was really about it. I not really too many famous people. Um, but um, uh, I it, it was intriguing to kind of talk and you know pick some brains. But I really need to dive back in. Yeah, it's, it's weird because there are some people who are, like, frequently on, like, Lakeith Stanfield. Yeah. He's always on it. Um, you know, Lupe Fiasco pops in the rooms a lot. So it's a weird that where you all of a sudden are, like, connected. And, you know, and on theme with our show, um, uh, even though the show's not a show we cover, but, like, uh, Josie, who was a fly girl on In Living Color, which oh. she was actually my favorite fly girl. <laughs> She's always on the app too. You get in rooms with her. You can just chat. Like it's, it's it's just weird how that how that happens to me. That was above everybody I've run into on Clubhouse. I mean, Tim Reed had a room too, which was great. Oh, wow. And we're gonna cover, you know. And actually, a friend of mine who's a fan of our show was on on asked him a question, but she mentioned our podcast to Tim Reed. Thank you. Thank I didn't, you. I that. don't know why I never told you that, but yeah, I, my friend, you. my friend Vivia Armstrong. Um, she actually says that uh, my friend Brick, who's in the audience, has a uh, podcast called Ethnic Kids, blah, 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 blah. And like, and she says, because she texted me and said, hey, have you ever heard of Frank's Place? And I was like, of course. That's the show we're going to cover, but of course I've heard of it. But anyway, yeah. I digress. But no, it, it was, it's been pretty cool, man. This has been a fun thing to do. And even if no one ever listens to it, man, I'm having a great time and I reunited am. with my boy DB. This is actually this is actually the furthest we've gone into the show without actually talking about the show. Really, we we we've got it's because we had to catch up. Like that's yeah, we haven't seen each other, haven't talked to each other. Like we haven't been in this. Like we've talked, but we haven't like been in this like setting in a while. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Yep. But um, no. So for those of y'all not indoctrinated at this point, this is Ethnic Kiss, the Black Sitcom Podcast Show, um, a show where we talk about black sitcoms that might not have lasted as long as they should, and some that might have lasted a little bit longer than they should have. Um. We are into our second season, and we've done a lot of interesting shows, a lot of good shows throughout the time, and 
The show that we're covering today is actually one that I consider to be a good show, mm-hmm. even if the pilot isn't. Um, and it is called On Our Own. On Our Own. Now, I'm not going to do the recap because oh. I don't rem- I don't remember. Do you remember I, your recap? I remember it. You don't remember your recap. It was pretty simple. Like, it was you're, a simple recap. I remember you're, li- you're lying. Go ahead and do it no, then. I'm, telling, I'm serious. It, basically, On Our Own is two brothers who, you know, help take care of their family's bed and breakfast, you know, and, and they're doing it on their own now, you know, because their mom and dad are gone and everything. So, okay, I do remember you. I do yeah. remember you saying that. Yeah, okay. They, they take care of the family business. So that's so, that. That was my premise. So for those that don't know, at the end of every episode, I asked DB because I've seen every pretty much every one of the shows. Yeah. I always ask DB what he thinks the next episode is going to be about. I only give him the title, and he has to come up with a premise. So that's the premise he came up with. And surprisingly, you're not too, too far off. I know I wasn't too far (laughs) off. I was was actually really surprised at at, I got at least part of the premise, and I was was really surprised by that. I'm proud of you, man. I'm proud of you. So for those of you that don't know, On Our Own was an ABC sitcom created by the same folks that created Family Matters and Step by Step and everything. So Miller and Boyette, I know at the end of every episode of TGIF, you saw Miller Boyette mm-hmm. Productions. Mm-hmm. Um, they, were, they were really well known, especially on ABC, for um, their produce, production of sitcoms. And this is no different. So On Our Own is about the Jericho family. It's a family that um, whose parents were killed uh, before the show started really in a car sad. accident. Yeah, in a car accident, I think it was like less than a year before the show premiered. Uh, the premise is their parents are killed in a car accident, and now they're doing it on their own. On their own. Um, being raised primarily by their 20-year-old brother, um, who's kind of working to take care of it. It's a family of seven. That was like, uh, Jesus, there's a lot of kids. There's a lot of kids. And the interesting part about this show is it stars all of the siblings of the Smollett family. You know what? I was so blown away. You know, to see those Smollett faces. Like, <laughs> what? They all look alike. It's yes, scary. They, they look alike and they have similar voices. Yes. Um, so it stars all of the Smollett's uh, children. At least, it's, at least I think that's all of the Smollett's. I don't know if there's like an extra kid that just doesn't do anything. <laughs> there's always like that one kid in like yeah, the family who just that stays doesn't. out of it. That's like yeah, Olsen's. Just... Uh, I was surprised at how many Olsen's there actually are. There's like there's like three girls and like two boys. So there's like two boys that don't really act. They don't do nothing. Like, I mean, they right. do stuff, but they're not in the acting. Right. So, um, on our own, um, which premiered in 1994, like I said, starred most of the, the, the Smollett's, Smollett's, but the lead Smollett's, Smollett's. Smollett's. You're going to go off of uh, Dave Chappelle, the Smoothies. <laughs> and I imagine we'll touch that a little bit later on. Um, but the show stars Ralph Lewis Harris, who's actually the non-Smoliet. The only, only non-Smoliet. <laughs> yeah, he's the he's considered the, the lead of the show. He is the um, oldest brother who's 20, and he's taking over raising the kids. Uh, next in line is Jojo Smoliet, who plays Jimmy. Uh, Jack, which this actually annoyed me. Why didn't they just name the kids after their real names in real life? It's too many J names, okay? Yes, what's up with all the J's? Yeah, because the small ants in real life all have J names. Judy, and the Jer- kids Journey. And the kids in the show all have J names. Why not just name them? Anyway, uh, JoJo Smollett plays Jimmy Jericho. 
Jazz Moliet plays um, Jay Jericho. Here come the two famous Joliet uh, Smoliets. See, I'm saying Joliets Smoliets. Jesse Smoliet uh, plays Jesse Jericho. Journey Smoliet plays Jordan J- Jordy Jordy Jericho. See how confusing this is. It's so silly. This is whack. Okay, and then, Jay- and then Chris Jericho plays. Chris <laughs> <Jericho>. <laughs> Special appearances by Chris Jericho as Uncle Chris Jericho. Uncle Chris. Um, Jay- Jake Smoliet plays Jock Jericho. Jack A. Smoliet, who's the baby, who's not even uh, talking and walking yet yeah. on the show, um, which is interesting because typically sitcoms make it to where they have like twins or triplets yes. or sometimes. Quadruples play the infants. Nope, he's a small yet. He's in. So Jackie Jack Jacqui small yet plays Jero Jericho. Jero. See, the show was probably canceled because of these damn names. Yeah. Um, uh, and now I will sit, go ahead and tell you those were all the smallettes. There are only six. There's only six. Okay, those yeah. are every single small yet. That's all the small small yet. All smallettes. <laughs> I've been. I think I've been saying small yet wrong. I've been trying to do it like in a cool French way. I think I'm, I think I'm messing it up. Smouillet. Smouillet. All the smouillets. Yeah, yeah. Um, rounding out the cast for this uh, pilot episode was Kimberly Cates, who played Alana Michaels. The um, uh, She's the social worker assigned to the family. Roger Aaron Brown, who was her boss, is played plays Gordon. And um, there was one person added to the show during their opening credits and uh, from what I read, she's supposed to be an irregular, but she was never brought back. But mm-hmm. that is... Miss, and I got to scroll down IMDb to find her because she was only listed in one episode, but she wasn't a pilot, so I want to give her her uh, her just due. And that's Raven Kelly, who played next door neighbor Hannah. She was basically supposed to be the kid's friend who lives next door and comes in yes, and kind of, yes. kind of, I guess, kind of just instigates. Yeah, because I mean, every one of the the, the TGIF ABC '90s sitcoms had that neighbor. Yeah, that next door neighbor, that friend. Right. All right, so um, so yeah, so that's what that's who's in the show. Um, so to talk a little bit about what they've done before the sh- leading up to the show again, this was 1994. Um, so Ralph Lewis Harris, who plays the lead character, um, before on our own premiere in 1994, he had done an episode of Living Single and Seinfeld and In Living Color. So big shows for a uh, for a newbie in the last for a, in, for a just pretty much an unknown actor. Yeah, so his first role was in In Living Color. He played Rodney King in a sketch. Uh, then he joined Seinfeld for the Sniffing Accountant episode and Living Single for an episode called Fatal Distraction. Um, he was also a stand-up comedian, um, so that's mainly what he was known for up until that point. You know, they love doing that. They love oh, yeah. the new stand-up guy to give him, a, give him a chance to lead a sitcom. Yep, that's the next guy in line is that yeah. guy that tells jokes on stage. He's going to be the one. That's the dude, all right? And then, so, JoJo Smollett, who plays the second oldest um, brother, um, he had done a short film, but before that, he was on an episode of Roseanne and in a film called City of Hope. So, a little bit of acting experience uh, back in, all of that back in 91. So, he had not really been working heavily since 91. Um, Jazz Smollett, who plays the oldest daughter, um, well, the oldest sister in this case, because there's no parents, as usual. Um, she had not done any acting before on our own. And Jesse Smollett, um, who is most known for what he did afterwards, but he had some pretty decent roles before this. Um, yeah. he was, 
on the first Mighty Ducks. Um, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I do remember him in the first Mighty Ducks. When I I saw this show as a kid, I remembered him immediately. I remember Mm -hmm. when the show premiered, and I remember like, oh, that's the kid from Mighty Ducks. Um, He was in the miniseries Queen, which starred uh, Holly Berry, a young Holly Berry. Um, He did an episode of Coach. He was in the Elijah Wood movie North. That was one of the most critically panned movies. Um, And then he was a voice actor in a show called Quo, which I imagine is a um, a animated series. Yes. Um, see, typically this doesn't take us this long to go through everybody's resume, but this is like 19 people on this damn show. And, uh, like uh, from the from the six six smallettes, anyway. Yes. Like, to go through there every day. Right. Take a while. So Jeremy Smollett was probably the most known at this point. She'd been working. She had been working. So not only was she recurring as everybody's uh, favorite friend of Michelle's. Denise Frazier on Full House. She had been in uh, two seasons up until that point, and I hate that she left the show. She left Full House recurring to do on her own with her siblings. Yeah, they probably um, thought this was going to be it. Like, yeah, she's going to. She pretty much was the most famous person. Yeah, she show. was. <laughs> so they were like, "Yeah, we're going to do something with her." Right, and she also recurred on Hanging with Mr. Cooper as that same character, Denise, because yeah. you know. Hango Miss Cooper and Full House took place in the same universe. And so did did Family Matters. Yeah, Family Matters and Boy Meets World. They were all, yeah. Like all all the TGI. Urkel Urkel dropped in on all of them. Take Uh, that, Avengers. Urkel did first. Yep, Step by Step as well, because remember he popped in on Step by Step. Yep. Um, She also did an episode of Martin, which I remember was a Christmas episode um, in the second season. I want to say the second season. No, first season of Martin. And then she also did an episode of Out All Night. Um, what? Yeah, that we covered. It was uh, later in the season, and she was in the episode with Taj Mowry. Fun oh, wow. fact, who she went to later work together with on Full House. Cause she, so remember, Taj Mowry took her spot yep. as the best friend on Full House when Denise's character moves away. Yeah. Or is it vice versa? I don't remember now. I thought I think Taj was, yeah, Taj was I after Tosh was after, okay. And I remember, I guess, uh, Denise came back for like an episode or so, and it was like, oh, who's my best friend? And then before you know it, they replaced the two black friends with two white friends, I guess. Uh-huh. Full House got to be two black. Um, all right. And <laughs> sorry, Full House, but you got black and then you sorry. just killed it. So Jake Smollett, um I hope people don't zone out during this part because there's so many guys. There's so many Smollett's. Um, we can make this a drinking game. Every time we say small, yes, really you, can, you take a sip. Actually, for every, for now on, anytime we say small yet, you got to take a shot. You got to take a shot. If you're listening. All right, so Jake Small Yet um, was in Hang With Mr. Cooper. He did one episode of Hang With Mr. Cooper before doing this. Oh, man. So, um, yeah. And so the other actors in this film, I mean, show, <laughs> I don't know. I'm so exhausted from naming all of the small yet, but I got to I, I gotta stick to the format, man. It's only right. So Kimberly Cates, who played Alana Michaels, had done some work scattered around sitcoms throughout the late 80s and into the 90s. She appeared in shows such as Growing Pains. She was in the film Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure as Princess oh. Elizabeth. Yeah. Uh, she did an episode of Seinfeld, The Wonder Years, the pilot to Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures that never aired, yeah. and all that before on our own. So she was kind of, I guess, 
relatively known person. If you liked Bill and Ted, you probably would have recognized her. Does and everybody does everybody pop up on Seinfeld? I feel apparently, apparently it's like three people that's been on Seinfeld. Um, Roger Aaron Brown, who plays the boss, like I mentioned earlier. This man has been all over the place since the 70s. I remember he was on an episode of Good Times mm-hmm. playing the probation officer after JJ gets shot. Very f- popular episode. Um, he did an episode of Kojak, Rockford Files, um, Barney Miller, Star Trek, the motion picture. Um, he was also in TJ Hooker. He did about four seasons of Days of Our Lives. Um, he also appeared in Cobra, the film Cobra. Cobra. He filmed, appeared in the film Action Jackson. He appeared in the film Alien Nation. A um, couple episodes of MacGyver. Matlock. Dang. Parker Lewis Can't Lose. Picket Fences. He was uh, on at least 10 episodes of I'll Fly Away, which was the critically acclaimed PBS drama. All of this before joining on our own. He put in work. That man put that, in some work. That's the veteran actor right there. Right. And then Raven Kelly's an interesting one. So let's talk about Raven Kelly a little bit. Raven Kelly plays in one scene in this episode. She's the next door neighbor who comes in and warns the family that they're, um, they need to get their lunches ready because the bus is coming. And then yeah. the family does a little fun rap to get their uh, food ready. Which is which was an impressive opening scene and really takes you to a different different spot. Right. I've, I've not seen anything like that, so I will give them points for that. They, they definitely get credit for that. Yeah. So Raven Kelly, up before On Our Own kicked off, had been on All Fly Away, um, which is the uh, same show as Roger Aaron Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, she was actually playing one of the children on that show. Was, if you don't remember All Fly Away, it was a show that every black family watched on PBS. It was a PBS show, actually, I think, too, or CBS. Mm-hmm. I think it was CBS. Uh, what's love got to do with it? If you remember the beginning of the movie where the little girl was singing Tina Turner as a kid, she, that was her. Um, she also did an episode of Living Single and an episode of Rock, which is a show we'll cover later on. But also in the same year she did uh, the, her episode of On Our Own, she did Rock, Roseanne, and Touched by an Angel, among others. She was working. That's probably why she didn't stay with the show. She oh, man. I mean, not only was she working with, with that, she was also working afterwards, and we'll talk about that later on. So let's talk a little bit about what happened in the pilot. So the pilot, as I mentioned earlier, opens up with a little uh, little dance intro, a little rap yeah. that uh, Jesse and JoJo mainly lead um, as they're making uh, breakfast, and they make yeah. breakfast rapidly. Yeah. Um, despite the fact that they got like seconds to get to the bus, it was a cute little way to open the show. I think it was a good way to introduce the kids a little bit. They were fun. They were funny. Um, a little cooler rap. They got the dog involved, and you know, so you know the family has seven kids, and now and a dog and a baby and a you know a little tiny tiny baby. So yeah. already kicking off. Um, then this episode goes on is basically um, they find out the social services finally catches wind of the fact that the family. Is being raised by the oldest brother. Which okay, I got I gotta stop you right bring now. Bring it up, bring it, bring it. He's twenty. <laughs> has a job. Has a job. Has a job. What? Okay, so automatically, right off the bat, <laughs> the premise is shot on that line alone. He is twenty years old. They do that all the time. You know, in mm-hmm. that situation. Yes, the parents I, 
uh, I was I instantly I was like, "What am I watching?" I thought that was I thought that was weird too. So in this in the in the show, twenty is too young, but twenty one is old enough to raise the kids. That makes zero sense. And he's also been doing this for about a year. And the story yeah. in the show is it fell underneath their radar, so they didn't actually know that the brother was being was raising the kids. Which that doesn't make sense. It does not. Like they they would have figured that out like asap. There is no way. So when a parents <laughs> die in a car accident Two. and they've got seven kids <laughs> ranging from twenty to fourteen months old, I'm sorry. I think social services is going to be at the hospital when it happens. They were they were they would be in their business. Like this family is famous at this point. Like yes, no way. I mean, if this happened in 2021, there'd be GoFundMe pages, and it'd be a story online. I mean, it, but so the so the parents die, which is atypical for 90 sitcoms. But very depressing. It is depressing. Like, like and you gotta like you gotta think about it. Like, okay, so they can't not address the fact that the parents are gone. Yeah. And they've been gone for less than a year, and these kids are still young. So it's like everybody remembers them except for the baby. Yeah. It's kind of like the Full House effect, where like yeah. Michelle was like an infant when the show starts, and like all of a sudden the family just somehow recovered. Did they ever the... say why how how Danny's wife died? In Full I House? think it was like cancer or something like oh, that. Okay. Like she got cancer, or which I don't think that's I actually don't think that's it because she had a baby. Yeah, that's I think she died in childbirth or something. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. I think it was childbirth. I, I want to say. I gotta go. I gotta go back in my memory files and find out like what happened. About, it's not about them. It's That's not about. Like, it's, no, not about it's, it's not about. It's not about the colonizers. What is up with killing people in the nineties? Like we had to kill parents between every Disney movie. And you kill one of the parents all the time. I think Step by Step had one dead parent, yeah. if not both. Yeah. You know, Smart Guy had a dead parent. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it just was not cool to raise kids <laughs> with two parents. Well, oh, often under the nineties, step by step, a lesson step situation. Oh, yeah, lesson step situation, which I don't think they ever even talked about, like really heavily on step by step. What happened to like? Yeah, so I, I don't get it, you know. But the parents are dead, and um, CPS, I guess, or Child Protective Services figures out. So, um, the Alana character visits the house and visits the family who are rambunctious and having a good time, and she realizes mm. that you know. Um, Josh might not be the best fit to raise the kids, so she says that hey, she might have to split them up. Again, ridiculous. You know, ridiculous. he does. He has all the. He checks all the boxes. They still. I mean, what is he supposed to do? Like, if they like the kids go away, what he keeps the house? He's twenty. Like they're alive. And then he has to wait till everybody's eighteen to to come back home. I mean, it makes no sense. So zero sense. Zero sense. So um, a lot of leaves and says, you know, basically, hey, I'm going to have to split this family up because you don't have any older family members that are going to take control. And so here comes the 90s TV twist. Mr. Josh Jericho decides that he's going to imitate their aunt who lives in Michigan and they live in St. Louis. And now he's going to dress up as his aunt for so he can raise the kids as Aunt Jacinda Jericho. Oh my god! <laughs> so, you know, it's just it? like it's like it's like you already have a crazy premise, you know, <laughs> to begin with, with the amount of kids and you know, 
Like, I mean, Party of Five, wasn't that just the situation where it was just... I'm party, I think Party of Five premiered, like, the next year. Yeah, see, yeah. It, it, and they probably realized that how ridiculous this was. Maybe we can make this a serious show. But then they, when they did... when part, but The difference between Party of Five is they were completely, like, cool yeah. with the older brother. And it's funny because in this show, Josh Jericho manages a restaurant. And Party of Five, the oldest character... Uh, is taking over the family's restaurant. So the money, that's where the money's coming from. They never really talked about where the money was coming from, from the dead parents, but he's the manager of a restaurant who's apparently never at work because that's how sitcoms work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know about you, dude, but I'm always either preparing to go to work or coming from work. Like, yeah, that's not, yeah, that's that's how it really is. Like yeah. He's home when they're home from school and he's there when they leave in the morning. When does he work? How? He has enough time to dress up as his Aunt Jacinda but I think they were pulling the, you know, Martin had done it right. You know, of course, other black actors in the past have done it correctly, whether, you know, they've dressed up as women and just like that. I mean, it's a poorly dressed woman, of course. I mean, he's, there's nothing that he does any different besides stuff his chest with fake boobs and put on and don a wig and women's clothes. And that he's a woman. So they try to trick Alana, the, the social worker, into believing that Jacinda, Aunt Jacinda's raising him. And in the interim, while she's doing the interview, for some reason, the boss comes in. Now, we didn't describe the boss earlier. He's a lot more straight-laced. He's by the book. You know, he just goes by the rules and by the protocol. But he falls for Jacinda, of course. I want to make sure I'm getting her name right. I want to say Aunt, I think it's Jacinta. It's Jacinda. Jacinda. Yeah, Aunt Jacinda. Jacinda. Or whatever. So he falls for her and now all of a sudden he's in love with Aunt Jacinda. So not only does Josh have to keep wearing this outfit because he has to, he basically has to keep wearing the outfit because he has to show that somebody else is raising the kids and also because the guy's in love with him now. But the additional twist is that Alana is now, she knows that that's actually Josh. Yes. And so and she's she, going to keep up the, the charade. Yeah, she's going to help them keep up the ruse until he's old yes. enough, till he's 21, and he can take custody of the children which, full time. Which, which is very short-sighted when you think about it, <laughs> being that you're you're trying to plant a television show. It's like, <laughs> did, they, did they think this through that much? Because he was already 20. I think if they would have made him, like, irresponsible... That would have been a little bit more, you know what I mean? Like, if they would have made it to where, like, he was like a, like, imagine Will Smith all of a sudden, the Will Smith character from Fresh Prince being in charge of children. Oh, yeah. Now, like, if they would have made that him, makes sense. Yeah, they would have made him a little bit more, or kind of like, and I hate keep going back to Full House, kind of like if Uncle Jesse turned out to be, yeah. had to be the guardian of all the girls. Yeah. Uncle Jesse was not a kid, was, was, the Uncle Jesse character was 24 when the series started. Yeah. He was in and out. He didn't really. Have, he worked as an exterminator because he had to. But he was a motorcycle guy, and he didn't know the first thing. Yeah, he didn't know the first thing about taking care of kids, which made his character so funny on Full House because he didn't know what the hell he was doing. If they would have done that with the Josh character and made it to where, and he had to learn how to be a parent, you know, if the house was more chaotic and not organized, if the place was, and like he let them eat ice cream for breakfast and shit like that, like. That would have made me be like, okay, I don't care how old you are, you're unfit yeah, to yeah, take care of these yeah, kids. Yeah, I am looking at you and like, this is not a good idea. Exactly. Yeah, give more reasoning, but there was no reasoning. The kids had yeah. survived a year. A year <laughs> without their parents 
being raised by the older brother. And not only like was it the kids who were like teenagers, he's also raising an infant. Yeah. Like so if they're gonna put the premise of the baby was like four months old when the yeah. parents died, that means that he's been raising that kid since he was four years old. Four months old. So so the, the episode basically concludes with them, you know, being in a good spot now, happy, you know, that they're all get to stay together, that they're not gonna be split up or put into a foster home. And the last scene is the uh, cantankerous boss calling uh, Jacinta, pretending to be, um, well, to sing her a song because he's so in love with her. And he agrees to go on a date with uh, the boss man. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. A couple things about this. First <laughs> off, I remember watching this show. Yeah, I remember the show being much better later on. So like, but the pilot sucked. The premise that they based it on from the pilot was not a good premise to base the show off of. And also, so we watched a pilot episode on YouTube. Yeah. And for some reason, the audience laughter was like either dull or not there at all in some scenes. Uh, they, they were struggling. And I think because it was more the laugh button than anything, you just didn't really find the humor in the show it was really tough to find the humor and i was trying my best to be positive and to laugh when i thought it was funny but it was honestly i didn't didn't really laugh at all. i don't think i laughed i think i laughed at one time when like one of the little kids said something yeah that he had a really oh no when uh, i think it was the line where uh he was like um i can't remember it now but the little kid responds with the line and it was really funny but it was because of his voice, because they all have mm-hmm. a. The Smollett's had like a interesting voice. Yes. Like, him and didn't like so. Journey Smollett and the younger brother had like a very like same voice that yes. kind of like. Like that. Yeah, their cadence is yeah, their cadence is really like interesting. So that made them interesting, and even the older sister Jazz has it. The guy, the kid, the guys, the boys, the older boys didn't really have it. Jesse and JoJo, but. The other smothers had that kind of like interesting cadence to their voice. Like, you can't even read type of. Yeah. Because you remember Denise from Full House and yep. she had hilarious lines. That was her she thing. Would, yeah, that was her thing because she had a really interesting delivery to her to her voice. So, but no, I think the audience laughter not being in the episode hurt it severely. Because you could hear laughter, but it was like 20 people. When, you know, studio audience, that's, you know. When he came down the stairs in a dress, you heard "woo," but in the studio audience, they would have been hooting and hollering and yes, all that stuff with the with the can with the can studio audience. Yeah. So that shows how important to these multicam sitcoms that are joke for joke for joke, mm. how important it is to have canned laughter in the background. So, but the pilot was rough, it, and the premise was so annoying. Yeah. Kids' parents died, but the fact that he can't raise his siblings. Again, you know, based the whole show off of that? I really, it, it that took me out. And then to add in the layer of him dressing up uh, in drag, it's just like, uh, even, even, it's like, I feel like even though, you know, we have different ways of thinking in 2021, especially in that it's it's kind of offensive to just be dressing up as women and, and, and stuff. And um I still don't think I would have laughed at that watching it. <laughs> I don't know. In the, in the 90s, it's interesting because when you think about it, like a lot of everybody did it. You know, yeah. Martin yeah. famously did it. 
Um, you know, and even like, you know, Urkel was dressed up as Myrtle. You know what I mean? So like it's not an unknown thing. And also even before that, you know, the most one of the most famous ones was Flip Wilson as Geraldine back yeah. in the seventies. Yeah. You know, it, it's not new, but I think it's an entire trope now. Yeah. But it makes me wonder if I laugh then, because this was, you know, 26 years ago and I was, you know, nine, 10 years old at the time. Like, I, I don't know if I laughed. I, I don't know if I would have. I, yeah. hey, I thought Urkel was hilarious, though. So who knows? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, I was just so happy to see black people on television when I was that young. Yeah. I probably would have laughed at the entire episode out of excitement. Yeah. Yeah, more of the communal laughter. Yeah, I mean, and again, you can laughter is important. Can laughter is important because, you know, it helps us. You you laugh communally, right? Yes. Like you know, a lot of times, you and I be talking about something. Or back in our improv days, we'll laugh or tell jokes backstage yeah. or whatever we're doing, and it gets funnier and funnier once everybody starts laughing because it just adds to the. Re- when you laugh alone, it's different. It's different, but we're we're just funny though. We were the that's true. We we are, so we are we, we are cast. Fun. We are <laughs> funny. We were. The, I, I hope I know horrible folks. People probably don't listen to this, but I'm saying now our old sketch group. We were the funniest people. We were. We were. It was hands down. It wasn't even close. <laughs> DB and I were the stars. You guys were our backup singers. <laughs> I can't name a single one of y'all. Ain't nobody coming to see you, Otis. Ain't no comeback coming to see you, Otis. <laughs> I can't name a single one of y'all and horrible folks that was anywhere near on the level that me and DB were back in our sketch group days. So they could never listen to this. They will never. They, they won't anyway. I, I'll start. I'll start naming. I'm funny. I was funnier than Jules. I was oh, funnier no. than Brian. I was funnier than Debbie. I was. <laughs> I started to Muhammad Ali to start naming people. <laughs> Bad as Sugar Ray. <laughs> Wait, who? <laughs> I'm bad. I don't even. You know, I don't remember the people that were in that group. But uh, oh, man. yeah. Sorry, that's kind of a weird inside joke in the middle of this podcast. But anyway, <laughs> I don't regret it. I don't they're, regret it. They're, they're gonna Google. You're if you're listening, you're gonna Google horrible folks. Horrible folks. They're gonna go down. They're gonna go down the rabbit hole. Oh, horrible man. folks productions. Man, that was those were some days though, man. Those we were, were young. The days. We were young. We were young. And they were young too. The Smoothies. The Smoothies were young too. So, I mean, essentially, that's the entire episode. Um, I. We'll talk about our recommendations afterwards, but let's talk a little bit about if there are any fun facts about this show, which. I'm intrigued. I mean, really, the only fun fact about the show is that the Small Yets, um, the siblings, were all, you know. a part of the show. Yeah, I mean, this was very, very rare. Yeah. Um, Not even, that you don't you don't ever get all the Waynes in one thing. You no, really you know. don't. I mean, in Living Color was probably the closest we got yeah. to seeing all of the Waynes actors mm-hmm. together. Um, that that one season, which wasn't even a full season. Yeah. Um, when Marlon joined, now you had actually no, nope, because Damon had left by then. He left by then. Yep. Yeah. So we actually have never had all of the Waynes in one thing because. Even when the Wayans brothers goes on tour, Kim's not there. So I think I've seen them on Oprah though. They've done interviews, but not acting. I've never exactly. seen them. They were credited in "I'm Gonna Get You, Sucker," but mm. Marlon and Sean just played two kids on the street following the guy uh, in the fish platforms. That was it. 
Um, but they really didn't. Um, they really haven't done anything together. So it's really rare that you that you get all that. Um, and I did I did finally I did look up real quick. The uh, the sitcom actually premiered the same year as Party of Five. Oh wow! So this was same time. It was just that, parallel. It seems to happen in Hollywood where you'll get two premises that are alike in some ways. That was like when you had that Timberlake movie and the um, was it a Kutcher movie the same year that had the basically oh yeah same um, same, pre- same premise. Friends with benefits and like. Something other friends with that are just yeah. having sex or something like that. Yes. I, I can't it's remember the exact same premise in the same year. Like that tends to always happen. Always. Um. So yeah, that's about the only fun fact of the show. I mean, you really can't top the fact that you've got all six kids, including the baby, who you would assume would be too young to, you know, mm-hmm. be on set <laughs> that long. Yeah. Which is why they choose quadruplets usually in order to do these shows. Um. But yeah, so the show. I will say it gets better, but let's talk a little bit about what happened to the cast after um, the show ended. So the show lasted 20 episodes. One interesting thing about the show was that um, it it was put on hiatus during the end of 1994, and it came back in 1995, and they had retooled it, trying to get it to work. So it moved from Sunday nights to Thursday nights. I'm sorry, Sunday nights to TGIF, and they Ah. sandwiched it in between. um, It was sandwiched in between... Step by step, uh, after step by step, and before 2020 mm. on TGIF. Uh, and so when they did redo it, speaking of the weigh-ins, they brought in Takima, Crystal Kima, from who ended up being uh, the mom on uh, That's So Raven, but she was also on In Living Color for all yes. five seasons. Look she joined the show as a person who rents a room in their house um, and does repairs on the house. She plays a handyman contractor a handy woman i guess you would say and of course josh is attracted to her and he's trying to get with her so created that love interest and she was also like the older sister type character so she joined they got rid of um the social worker and the cps workers and and the and the suitor because they didn't need him anymore because when they came back they said josh has custody of the kids now it's been a few months, and then he no longer dressed up as the aunt character anymore. Oh, thank you. They they realized they probably realized that that was the weak spot of the yeah. show. And that, and they consistently have to have him play that character, which wasn't. I mean, it wasn't that great of a character. It didn't no. wasn't like distinctly different. No, it wasn't so they fine, got so yeah. So they retooled everything. They got rid of them, but the show only lasted another six episodes. It didn't change the ratings, and the show was canceled. Mm. Too too little, too late. Too little, too late to make those changes, and including moving it to Fridays, which you know, after TG and TGIF Fridays at that time in 1995. I it's mean, like, it's like people don't understand how big TGIF was. Like that was the show. I mean, step by step, it was a juggernaut as far as ratings. Yeah, and the fact that the show didn't pick up any new. I mean, there was always like one show yeah. or two on TGIF that really didn't click with audiences. It just did not work. Yeah, like a lot of times it did because, I mean, if you think about the key time of the 90s, right, when TJF was at its height, it was Family Matters, Step by Step, Boy Meets World. Yeah. And then Hanging with Mr. Cooper, right? Mm-hmm. And they kind of switched it around, you know, every few years. They add a new show, like Sabrina was added at one point. Yeah. And then Clueless joined at one point. Sister Sister was there at one point. Um, Dinosaurs was there at one point. Yep. They just started moving things in and out, but by the time the late '90s hit, TJF was kind of dying. Yeah, but then yeah, people stopped staying inside. Right, but during during the early years, man, 
I mean, you stayed at you stayed home to watch TGIF, and then you went to bed right before twenty twenty. <laughs> yeah, you knew it was time for bed. Nobody wanted to came on. As soon as Barbara Walters ass came on that screen, like, it oh, was over. Time to go to bed. Time to go to bed. Um, so the show didn't last after that, but it did retool and re re uh, redo everything to kind of try to see if it can make it work. So let's talk about the cast and what they did since. So Ralph Lewis Harris, who played Aunt Jocinda and um, <laughs> Aunt Jocinda and um, Josh Jericho. Um, he went on to do some TV off and on, um, worked on Nick Freno, licensed teacher on one episode, The Parenthood, um, stayed away from television and movies for a while, um, from 1999 to 2006. He was still doing stand-up, but he ended up appearing in 2006 in Dreamgirls, um, playing an MC early in the film, uh, Evan Almighty, playing one of Evan's staff members, um, and that's about it. He appeared on in The Mayor in 2018 as a barber, and he appeared in the show Grown Folks for Bounce TV in 2017, but he also competed on Last Comic Standing. Last Comic Standing, yeah, I do remember him on the show. I remember him from the show too, and that was in 2007. Because mm-hmm. to me, I thought it was weird because there was a lot of unknown comedians, and like, yeah. this guy had his own show in the 90s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so weird. Like, this guy had his own show. Like, it's just weird that he. Yeah, now he probably just went right back to doing stand up when, when the show didn't work, and, you know. Yep. All right, JoJo Smollett, the oldest brother, he went on to make an appearance in The Practice and Moesha, both in 1997, and did not do any acting since. All right, JoJo. All right. All right, Jazz Smollett, she... This was her first acting role in On Our Own, and then after On Our Own, she went on to do pretty much no more acting. Um, She appeared in... uh, a short film called I Want You in 07, but that's it. No more acting for jazz. No more jazz. And now these two I said were earlier were the most famous. So Jesse yes. Smollett, um, after On Our Own, he took a pretty long hiatus from acting until he got the lead, one of the lead roles in Lee Daniels' Empire. Let me tell you, the most ridiculous uh, primetime soap opera you know, ever. 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 The show made no sense after they a while. Literally, the, the first season, I gotta give it to it. They they had a complete story. Oh, they <laughs> killed it. First season killed it. First season, the music, everything worked, and then it became clear, as I call it, the lost syndrome, where <laughs> they had a great pilot and did not have an ending. <laughs> yeah. Well, see the thing though, like I remember when it premiered, you and I, man, we were always we singing were just... the song, got nothing <laughs> to lose. Nothing. What was the other song from that we uh, always sing? Money for nothing, I think. Oh uh, yeah, yes. I can't remember how that goes uh, though. Do that work. Do that work. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I mean, and, and drip, drop, drip, 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 drop. Megan Manning go drip, drop, drip, drippity drop. <laughs> so terrible, but it was. So oh my gosh, it was yeah. awesome, man. Was and I show. mean, it was a good show. And then of course, everybody knows what happened. With Jesse, um, with the whole controversy, with um, I'm not gonna get into it because nah, it's, you know. it's this, everybody we, knows. We try to keep it positive on the show. Yeah, but he did have some good roles um, yeah. while doing Empire. Uh, he appeared in his sister's show, um, The Underground. Did a couple episodes. 
Um, Alien Covenant. Um, I don't know if that was a good movie, but it was a well-known movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Marshall, where he played Langston Hughes um, alongside Chadwick Boseman and Sterling K. Brown. Um, he appeared as, as Jamal Lyon also in Star. Mm-hmm. But his last role was Empire in 2019. And I will say this, though. I actually hope he gets his opportunity to come I back. I really do. You know, I, I think... I don't, I don't know. I don't know the dude. I don't know what the whole junk was. But I don't think it was enough to ruin his career because people make mistakes. Gosh. Yeah. Again, Robert Downey Jr. Post a child for mistakes. For, for mistakes. You can come back from this. There are certain celebrities that shouldn't, but he can come back from that. And I 100% agree. Yeah, he, he should. And he's talented. He can sing. He can act. Like, give him another shot. I agree. I agree. Um, so Jerry Smollett, who is the most famous of the Smolliettes clan. She's, so, she's the legend. She's she's the one who's been consistent. Yes. Right yes. She has not stopped working since on our own. Just I'm not even name all of her stuff because that'll take too long. Um, but got to talk about her two two arguably biggest roles recently. Yeah, we'll Lovecraft, get to that. Yeah. Lovecraft Country. Uh-huh. HBO show, amazing, and Birds of Prey playing yep. Black Canary. Yep. I was going to get to those, but I'll go down some of the list of her early stuff from the 90s. Uh, <laughs> she was in the um, Francis Ford Coppola movie with Robert Williams' Jack. Um, probably one of the most underrated movies in cinema to me is Eve's Bayou. Mm-hmm. Um, she played Eve in Eve's Bayou. Mm-hmm. Big role, very, very serious subject matter, and she killed it. And yes. she was... 11 years old at the time. Yes. Um, she popped in on Cosby for a couple seasons, um, which I thought was a step down for her because after ease volume, her career should have just, should have been notable. I'm sorry. She should have. Uh, she did an episode of ER. She was on Wanda at Large, which is a show we'll cover later. Nice. Um, Roll Bounce, Gridiron Game, The Great Debaters, Friday Night Lights. Um, I mean, it's ridiculous. Um, Parenthood, she did about seven yeah. episodes of Parenthood and then she did about 20 episodes of True Blood. Yeah. Um, she starred in the show that I loved, The Underground. Or Underground. I saw a couple of episodes of The Underground, but I did love it. I it, uh, it has another one of one of my favorite actors, uh, one of the Hodge brothers, Aldis Hodge. Aldis Hodge, who who was just in One Night in Miami. Yes, who's who's a great actor. Uh, we actually met his brother. Yeah, I noticed. <laughs> We, yeah, out in Wilmington, we, we were, you know, hanging out in those days. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. I've got yeah. some, I got a random picture with him that popped up on my Facebook. Yeah, very, uh, very talent. Just that whole cast was talented. And especially, it's the same, you know, creator who went on to do, you know, Lovecraft Country. Oh, yeah. Actually, I didn't know that part. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's same, uh, same one. Nice. So, yeah, so she has had a, I mean, even bigger now with Lovecraft Country. Yes. Like she's oh. she's pretty much on the she's on the list. She's yeah. high up on the list now she's, of some of the she's more coveted A-list. actresses. Well, at least at least mid mid to high B right now. Yes, <laughs> mid to high B list. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Um, Jake Smollett, who played Jock, one of the younger brothers. Since then, he actually appeared as well in Ease Bayou. Um, he played a uh, Paul Batiste, and that's pretty much about it. Um, he played. He did a He's on the uh, ABC Family Show called The Middleman in 2008, but he's not really done much. I remember since. The Middleman, but I don't remember The Middleman. Yeah, 
I had never heard of it. I had to look it up. And the youngest brother, Jock Smollett, he did um, didn't really do anything after this. This is actually his only acting. But I mean, he was a baby. Yeah. So he's like now all. I'm good. Now all the Smollett's um, actually had their own show called Smollett Eats um, because the youngest brother, Jock, I believe, came up became a chef. Oh. Um, so the show was actually about them cooking together. Um, they they all produced it. They all appeared on it. It premiered in 2016 and last seven episodes. Because hmm. um, it was right at that time when um, Jesse had gotten Empire, so he was kind of a big name at the time. But yeah. but yeah, the show was basically about just a family cooking together and having conversations. And it was a pretty popular show for a little bit of time, but it did last only one season and seven episodes. What, was so. that, what channel was that on? I think it was on the food. It was on the Food Network. Ah, okay. Yep, it was on the Food Network. So all of the kids premiere appeared on it, and they all would, would go into the kitchen and cook together. Oh, look at that! Um, as for the rest of the cast, um, Kimberly Cates went on to do a little bit of scattered work throughout the rest of the nineties. Um, she would appear in uh, the Sentinel. Um, did a voices on some show called Eek the Cat. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she mainly moved into producing. She has a production company here in L.A. called Big Screen Entertainment Group. Um, so she's jumped into the producing game uh, and kind of stepped away from acting for the most part. And Roger Aaron Brown is still acting. He's at, at this point in going to his close to 50 years of acting. So congratulations to that brother. There you go. Um, most known for being on the show The District. Um, starring as a deputy uh, deputy chief alongside uh, Coach. I'm going to keep calling him. i call him Coach until he dies. Um, <laughs> we appeared on the TV show Life, which was a pretty popular show that was short-lived. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I um, Life. Life was a good show. He looks like he's ret- uh, retired from acting in 2015, but he appeared in shows like Nip Tuck and House and General Hospital as well as ER, which journeyman. like everybody else. He's a journeyman actor. Journeyman actor. But yeah, he did do all 89 episodes of The District, it looks like. And last but not least, Raven Kelly. So we mentioned her earlier. She's in literally one scene in this entire movie, but she might be the most... I mean, her work, her resume is like psycho. Um, yeah. So after On Our Own, she appeared on Roseanne, Touched by an Angel, ER. Most famously, she was in A Time to Kill. Ah, where she played the little girl, the Samuel little Jackson's girl. daughter, yes. who's a catalyst for the entire movie. Um, she also appeared in The Ghosts of Mississippi as Whoopi Goldberg's daughter. Um, she did a. She's done. She bounced around for a little while. She appeared on um, uh, TV shows like Any Day Now and City of Angels, which is a short-lived show that was great. Um, she also popped in on Even Stevens and Hannah Montana in the 2000s. Um, her last acting credit is from 2013. So it looks like she's either taken a break or stepped away from acting for a while. Well, I see a 2018. Something, see a called, 20... something called Fly that she's been on. Uh, you must be looking on Wikipedia then. Yeah. Okay, I'm on IMDb. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. But well, either way, it looks like she's not doing quite as much. She looks like she stepped into producing a little bit, mm-hmm. um, producing a series called Three Year Plan uh, that she also wrote. So it looks like it might be one of her own uh, creations. Um, yeah. So, and she also has a credit for casting, so she cast the show as well. So, oh. 
Well, she might be moving into trying to do her and create her own work, but definitely a talent. Uh, when she was a child actress, she was everywhere for a little while. Mm-hmm. All right, so that is the exhausting cast list. You know, I was like almost not going to do that part because I'm like, yo, this is a lot of people. It's six Smolliettes and four others that aren't Smolliettes, and but I got to stick to the format. I got to give everybody their respect. If you're, if you're if you're listening to the episode and you are playing the drinking game, you are probably drunk. You please, are drunk anyway. Please be safe. <laughs> I would say if you if you stuck with us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. But yeah. So um. That's where are they now? What they've been up to? A lot of them are doing. Uh, pretty much this journey is really just killing the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's the breakout. Mm-hmm. She was already the biggest name coming yeah. into it, but now she's the breakout. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I would, so based off of what I know about the show, beyond the pilot, I would recommend checking out the episodes on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, especially after the change happens, maybe. I, I well, that's know. like 16 episodes in. I just, <laughs> Ugh, that was rough. Like it's not. It was a rough a, pilot. It's not a, a royal family situation where it instantly pulls you. Right. You sick with this show. It's just. It, it almost could have pulled you had they not just been uh, not 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 made any sense. <laughs> yeah, if they would have done something different with the premise, I would have been like all in. Yeah. Um, but the premise killed me. Yeah. But no, I, I definitely agree with you, DB. I think that <laughs> I think there's a part of me that's just like, if I watched that pilot standalone, I probably would be like, yeah. Mm-hmm. But the reality of it is, it wasn't a terrible show. Um, okay. in in the long run, I'm I'm here to vouch for additional episodes. I would recommend checking out a few episodes, especially to see Jesse and and Journey at a young age. At young, yeah, at the bare minute. And if you like me, who love watching families work together, like the Wayans and the Jacksons, and you know, the Batemans. Another person on Clubhouse, yeah. Justine Bateman, is always on Clubhouse. I've been in a bunch of rooms with Justine Bateman, too. It's kind of crazy. I, I can't hear you. Hello? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay, sorry. There was somebody else who I recently heard that they're, they're like, oh, I just talked to Justine Bateman. That seems to be the thing. She's all, she's in a lot of rooms. She's wearing the same like little groups and stuff like that in Clubhouse. So anyway, um, so yeah, I love watching like the, you know, the Halls and the Baldwins and all mm-hmm. those people. Like when they work together, mm-hmm. I think it's awesome. I like and seeing siblings and, you know, work together. So yeah, check it out. Um, give it a shot. You know, it's, it's mindless, harmless family, 90s family comedy. No harm done. All right. All right. Let's talk about our next show. Um, we're actually going to cover. It's weird when you cover a show that's like the namesake. So based off of what you know, I'm going to need you to tell me what you think the next show is going to be about DB. Okay. Um, the next show we're going to cover is called The Gregory Hines Show. The Gregory Hines Show. Now, I do know who the actor Gregory Hines is. Now, he is right? famous and a famous tap dancer. Mm-hmm. Um, now I don't know what the show is about, but I do think it's something completely opposite than <laughs> no <laughs> dancing. There, no, I think there is dancing. I do think he is actually a ballroom dance coach. Okay, but he loses his job, and now he has to teach a elementary school ballet class to come back, you know, to, to his prominence. Like this is like, he was the most famous guy and now he's having to teach. And it's almost like a fish out of water in this case. So Gregory Hines show is the Steve Harvey show. But with 
little kids. (laughs) 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 I'm saying the whole time, I'm like, this dude is literally just saying the Steve Harvey show. Okay. All right, well, well, you're wrong. Um, We'll see how wrong you are on our next episode. We would like to thank all of our kinfolk for joining us for another illustrious episode of Ethnic Kiss, the Black Sitcom Podcast Show. We are so stupidly happy to be back. We've got more episodes coming down the pipe. we got a tribute episode to Rock that we're going to be yes. doing pretty soon. We're also going to be doing, um, we're going to step outside the sitcom a little bit and do the Richard Pryor show eventually. Yeah. Um, so we got a lot of things coming down the pipe, and we're excited. Guys, we still have so many shows to choose from. We got it's, it's, Until Spotify cancels us, which they don't do that, we'll be doing this for a long they, time. They renewed us. They renewed, they renewed us. Too, so make sure you message us. Don't be afraid. Go to ekisspodcast at gmail. That's our gmail. And then, you know, find us on Twitter. Well, no, we're not on Twitter yet. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook, though. We are on Facebook. We'll be and on Twitter. And Instagrams. We'll be on Twitter soon, but we're on Facebook, Instagram, eKiss Podcast. Find us, like us, love us. That's right. That's right. And you can follow DB at DB Greatness on everything. And I'm on Instagram at the Brick House. If you are a Clubhouse user, you can type in my name, Brick Jackson. Mm-hmm. Find me there. I'm on Clubhouse on a semi-regular basis. Wait, so, uh, did, did you say the Brick House? Isn't it the Brick Jackson? Yeah, did I say the brick house? Yeah, I'm tired, man. All the Smoliets, man. Oh, I ain't never talked about no Smoliet this much, and I probably said Smoliet wrong the entire damn podcast. But I, I live with most, it. Mainly, they promote them as Smollett. 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 Yeah. See yeah. why you? Smollett. Why did you say that like in the first two minutes of the podcast? It was. I, I, I swear, you, I was smelling saying say Smoliet the whole time. <laughs> I'm sound like a complete idiot because I guarantee you, people aren't going to make it to this part of the episode. They're going to be like. I can't keep listening to him say Smollett. No, but I think it's Smollett. Yeah. But y'all was doing like the, I guess it's like a Creole thing. Yeah. And I guess I was trying to do is Smollett. Smollett. <laughs> <laughs> I did it wrong the whole time. Okay, now we got to stop and re-record this entire episode. We but we're keeping, we are keeping this episode. <laughs> we're going to re-record it we starting now. Welcome we to Ethnic Kiss, no, the Black Sitcom Podcast Show. I'm not. your man, Brick J. <laughs> we're not no. doing it? No, we're not. This is staying as is. Oh my God! Just go in and correct me, saying Smollett. <laughs> Just edit that. Edit all. all edit all this. Like right behind. Right as soon as I say Smollett, edit Smollett. Uh, yeah, like, just gonna uh, say it over Smollett. Smollett. <laughs> it really, it really, it really deep. So when I talk about Jesse Smollett, Smollett. <laughs> Smollett family, the Smollett family. All right. Um, yeah, this has been a lot of fun, man. Um, again, it's happy to be back. back. We'll be back real soon with you guys to cover some more ethnic kiss uh, episodes. So, I've been your man, Brick Jackson. And it's been me, DB. Stay strong, stay black, stay together. Later, y'all. Catch you later. It's ethnic kiss, the black sitcom podcast show. Ethnic Kiss.